Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. Fight back against annoying household messes with CLR Clear. CLR Clear is tough on dirt and grime all around your home, and we're not just talking about calcium, lime, and rust. They have an entire lineup of cleaning products for your kitchen, bathroom, garage, and more. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. CLR Clear, fight the clean fight. Eileen Fisher designs simple clothes to make your life easier. Timeless pieces in high-quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and more positive impact in the world. Visit EileenFisher.com and use offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. A podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tuso. And I'm Ann Friedman. On this week's agenda, a quick update about Lady Assassins, a brief detour into some chat about pubic hair, Willie J. Parker, American hero, and a tour of anti-choice legislation currently moving through various states in America. A quick update on what we're reading. There's a new Golden Girls Cafe, and we check in with what's for sale on Goop, including a Fitbit for your vagina. Oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) What what was that for? (laughs) I'm just just imitating you from before we started recording. (laughs) It's true. Maybe in this moment more than others, but in general, the just like low moan exhale in the style of Paul Rudd in Wet Hot American Summer, you know, the scene where he's slapping the lunch tray and he's like, I don't want to do it. (laughs) Sometimes that's just what I need to do before I embark on work, even work that I love. What a long day. I know. What a long day. And it's only Monday. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, what day is it? (laughs) We're recording Monday, which means that like the entire government will probably collapse by Friday. And we're not talking about politics today because we're taking a break. (laughs) Yes. No Cheeto watch this week. We are not, we are not watching momentarily. (laughs) We're we're not watching. I just like too tired to pay attention. Also, really, we've been paying attention to international assassin news. So that's what happened. (laughs) Yeah, a related, related strain of news, but like not exactly the total meltdown of U.S. democracy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So wait, what's the update on international assassins? Oh, my God. What a mess. First of all, can I tell you how upset I am that like if we were living in any other time, this would be the biggest news story of the century. (laughs) So here's what's going on with these LOL assassin ladies. (laughs) One of them got caught because this dummy went back to the airport. Like, they don't have her whole face on CCTV, right? (laughs) She claims that she was recruited for a reality TV show about murdering someone. (laughs) And that's what she was doing. That's why they had shirts on that said LOL and all of that. This is nuts, Anne. Also, the woman in the Lowell shirt, I love this detail from an article about her. A few days before the attack, she had been cited booking the cheapest room at an airport hotel and carrying a wad of cash. <laughs> like, if you can spot someone carrying a wad of cash, it's like, wow, you need to work on your assassin game, your international assassin <laughs> game. I'm telling you, it's so embarrassing for lady assassins around the globe. I can't believe they pulled it off. They're so incompetent. 
So wait, so is the general consensus that it is just a line to get them off the hook saying they thought it was a reality TV show or did one or more of them actually believe that it was not like a deadly spray they were spraying in the sky? Yo, face? North Korea is so fucked up. I don't know what to believe because yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect crime. I don't know, Anne. I don't know. It's like I keep reading the stories over and over again and like have to pick up my jaw from the floor because I can't decide what I think is real. I can't wait for the miniseries reenactment of this. That's all I have to say. I know. Lifetime needs to get on top of this. This movie would be incredible. Anything else that's like a callback from last week? I'm trying to like old business first. What's old business? (laughs) You wanted to tell me about your sexy Valentine's Day. Yes, the, my sexiest Valentine's, my sexy Galentine's, where uh, I had steak and french fries, and I went to see Fifty Shades Darker with uh, Marissa Meltzer, best date ever. So what is darker about Fifty Shades Darker exactly? Oh, my For those of us who are not God, and Okay, so first of all, they actually do have like, sex like serious sex in this movie define serious sex (laughs) well okay i don't know if you've seen the first one they like barely have sex in that movie sure it's like tender yeah for a movie about like bdsm and so in this one they have like the most vanilla like version of bdsm that you can have and also i think like maybe they swear more in this one and it's hilarious it's like at some point uh dakota johnson's character says uh Something about like how she doesn't like his kinky fuckery and I died in the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) I obviously like laugh at these movies, but they are so fucked up. It's like on one, they make Twilight look like feminist utopias. Like that's like the first (laughs) problem. The relationship between Christian and Anastasia is so abusive, but they like write it off like uh, Anastasia is complicit in it. You know, like she like, that's exactly what she wants. And it's totally okay for your boyfriend to treat you like shit because he's rich. But, and then you realize that that's also like the problem with everybody in the audience is that we're complicit in this, right? If Christian Grey didn't have a helicopter, I wouldn't give two shits about this movie. (laughs) Christian Grey definitely has purchased property in New Zealand and is working on citizenship. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, it's like, they're like Pacific Northwest rich. It's like, how much money does it really take to be rich out there? Like, (laughs) wow. um, No shade to the Pacific Northwest, but you know what I'm saying? Doesn't Melinda Gates live in Seattle? (laughs) She's pretty rich. You know what, Anne? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So like, yeah, this movie is like really, it's so ridiculous. It's like Christian finally opens up about like what's fucked him up. And obviously it's like a family backstory, you know, like in some ways, like he has to become submissive now because he like loves her. But also like the acting is so terrible, which makes me really sad about Jamie Dornan because he's actually a good actor. But like jury's out on Dakota Johnson. The only thing that's good in this movie is the soundtrack. (laughs) Wait, what's the highlight of the soundtrack? The highlight of the soundtrack is Taylor Swift and Zayn, that song. like sweeping views and like the whole theater started singing it was great are they in the helicopter when the music starts swelling yeah it's like a helicopter or a boat i think that was like the boat he like takes her out on his yacht you know like (laughs) it's like rich people always go sailing (laughs) but like and the sex in this movie is really funny though he's always like pulling out these like really terrifying restraints 
and then you're just like, oh, this is just a fancy hand tie. <laughs> like, there's nothing, like, crazy about this. And so, uh, you know, if I was, like, in the BDSM community, I would be very, very upset at how this portrays my community. So I read something recently. I don't know if this is true or not, but it sort of changed how I feel about those books, which is that E.L. James wrote them as sort of, like, her personal fantasy, like, wrote them almost in the realm of kind of... My own personal touching myself me time fodder. Yeah, like a Christian lady's fantasy, a Christian lady's fantasy of like, like what super sexy can be. Whatever, like, I mean, I don't know a lot about her personally, but I do, I just read this thing that it was like she had given an interview where she said, I, I wrote my fantasy essentially. And it was kind of interesting to me because as someone who has not very, I am definitely like not very invested in these books or the movies, but it made me remember this study that I read about ages ago that had to do with the high percentage of women who have rape fantasies or like have that as part of what turns them on when they are in like a very safe, just masturbating or whatever context and about how it is like when researchers go a little bit deeper into it, like the reason it's a fantasy is because they're still in control in the fantasy version, right? Like it's really not the same thing, obviously, as like experiencing that. I mean, not that like being dominated and rape are the same thing. I don't mean to say that either, but basically fantasies that you know, you kind of want to remain in the realm of the fantasy and that's why it's so hot. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like, I was like, oh, wow. Like I don't, it made me see the books and movies in this new light of one woman's version of a thing she wanted to just like get sexy with herself to and not like a commentary on like what culturally women, capital W, find sexy or something. No, I don't that's know. fair. It was just, that's totally fair. Yeah. And I, like there's part of me sometimes that wants to go back and actually read these books because I'm so shocked at the screenwriting Christian says, just trying to explain stuff about his mom. And then he like one liner. She was an addict. Crack. Fill in the blank. Like it's like so like there is no nuance and there's no depth. How much is it that the screenplay is terrible and misrepresents like what this author is trying to do? Right. The part that like really disappoints me, though, is the way that like the Anastasia character is so um, she's written in this like really wishy washy way. Like, no, Christian, I want to work. Like, please don't give me all your money. And I don't want to belong to you. But also, like, she has no boundaries and she's down for everything, you know? And I'm just like, this is really unfair to, like, people who are actually in abusive relationships. And also, like, this is not how real life works. Women just don't say things and then act completely opposite of that in this way that makes them complicit in their own abuse. It's, like, really problematic. But also, yeah. it's not um, it's not as sexy as you think it is. <laughs> like that's the other. Wait, you thought it was going to be sexy? I mean, listen, <laughs> I like. Have you never read a Danielle Steele novel? And then at some point, you're like, <laughs> like sweating, and you're like, okay, this was good. Oh my God, listen, I used to steal, I used to be like a babysitting assistant for a woman who lived in my neighborhood. It was like my very first job. And I would What the fuck is a babysitting assistant? <laughs> what? Basically, it, it was because she was running a home daycare and she needed another body in there in case she got like a drop in from the inspectors. It'd be like, I have two people here. But I would sit there and read her like Fabio cover romance novels, like skip to like anything vaguely sexy. And so like the answer is yes, I totally understand the appeal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like some of that like mommy fiction can be hot like i don't respect it but like you know you like start biting your lip the shit is real in this i mean i don't respect my own sexual <laughs> fantasies i don't have to respect it's like, true like but, yeah. that's fair but also like in yeah. this like when somebody says like take off your panties and that's supposed to be like the <laughs> highlight of the <laughs> climax you know i'm like, clenching my legs together <laughs> at that phrase i'm like i don't know about this 
You know, or whenever one of them says, like, I want to fuck you, you, like, really don't believe it. You, like, seriously do not believe it at all. <laughs> I mean, it's just basically, yeah. you know, it's like he's having, like, I'm a control freak sex, and she's having, like, girl, you in danger sex. <laughs> so they're, they're not on the same page. And oh. <laughs> it's crazy. The only highlight of the movie is Rita Ora and, like, how great she is as a sister, and, like, she's the life of the party. Everybody else should take acting notes from Rita Ora in this movie. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> oh, here. I wrote it down. Here is what the line was. Uh, I was being romantic, and then you had to distract me with your kinky fuckery. That's a real line in this movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just I just keep thinking about, like, what if every moderately, like, okay-selling romance novel with some like erotica overtones got made into got got given the kind of blockbuster movie treatment that this did and like it probably would not be any better it's true the only thing that like weirdly surprised me in this movie is that at some point they like definitely show like a tuft of um jamie dornan's like pubes oh and i was like oh i was like okay i'm here for this you know but then you're like that was probably an editing mistake <laughs> Cue, cue, cue all of like the uh, trend pieces about like pubes being back on people of all genders, I like know. as if they ever I went like, away. I was like, man, pubes are back too. This is amazing. Were there ever trend stories about man pubes having gone away? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That's a Google I am not going to that's do. That's a Google I'm not going to do. I will say anecdotally, like I feel like I'm not going to tell you my sources, but I feel like man pubes did go away. <laughs> But they're back now. If somebody is brave enough to do this Google, please get back to us. I have a company computer, so I will not be doing this Google. Oh, my God. Speaking of, sorry, this is just a slight detour into pubes. I was talking to a woman last week, the week before, maybe, and we were talking about, like, various stages and levels of pubic hair. And she was saying, I've only had my pubes completely waxed twice, and I had to stop because it made my farts too loud. (laughs) What? I was like, I have never heard that. I mean, like everybody's body is different, right? But I was, she was like, no, no, there was like a noticeable difference in the noise level, like something about the way the air moved when I did not have pubic hair, and so now I must always have it in order to muffle my farts. It's, it's like I want to laugh, but I'm like a little traumatized. This is amazing. Bodies are wild and wonderful. Anyway, yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> Jenna Wortham, friend of the podcast, interviewed Marilyn Minter in the New York Times last week, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. They Great. talked about like we'll all of her, out. like how she was rejected by Playboy because she like showed photos of women's pubic hair. And, like, pubes are back now, and it's totally because, like, she hung in there. Does she feel vindicated? I think so. I think so. I've, I'm three wines in, so I'm, like, need to go back and read it. <laughs> Look it up. It was really good. I was just like, oh, this is good. Thanks for talking about pubic hair in the New York Times. Great. That went in an unexpected direction. <laughs> I know. Thank you, Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, my entire favorite thing, though, in the movie is that they were, like, seven reluctant boyfriends slash husbands in the audience (laughs) oh my god on valentine's day (laughs) valentine's day right like you were like oh my god you are so in love in your mainstream relationship and that's why you're here do you think that like all of these couples that come to watch 50 shades then go home and have like vanilla 50 shade sex maybe i guess i i don't know and also i have to say that i'm like maybe like a handful of those couples discovered that this is like a thing that really works for them and we have 50 shades to thank for that like who knows you know i hope so i just hope that they do better research than this movie does <laughs> because 
It's like sure. terrible. Also, just because people kind of appear to be sort of mainstream slash are like going to uh, Fifty Shades on Valentine's Day does not mean they are not already way more experienced at this than like and what the movie is depicting. Let me tell you, regular looking Midwestern people are the most adventurous sexual people in the world. Okay. I like know this. Trust. I won't reveal my sources here either, but that's a fact. <laughs> I mean, I would say that maybe the most boring neighbors I have ever had had like a receipt from like a large shipment of like erotic equipment and sex toys (laughs) blow out of the garbage can and basically blow against my back door. So I opened the door and I was like, what is this paper here? And I was like, oh, it is my neighbor's receipt for their large delivery. (laughs) And I have to say, like it, it weirdly made me like them a little more or see them as less boring, even though they were like, that's so my my totes normsies neighbors. So, you know, I, yeah, I buy it. (laughs) Listen, all the swingers I know wear Tevas. So it's like, it's real. Isn't that just a Bay Area thing? Like all the swingers in the world are in the Bay Area and so are a lot of Tevas. No, in the Bay Area, all the polyamorous people I know wear Tevas. In America. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> all the swingers I know wear Tevas. It's to the point now where when I see somebody with Tevas, I just look them up and I'm, I just like look them up and down. And I'm like, this person knows what's up. You're like, I know, I know what you like to get up to. Alternative lifestyles. <laughs> <laughs> Every generation has its challenges. Some would say that's the reason for its progress. It might start with a small act of kindness or a big idea that changes everything. It can come from the tiniest voice or the voice of a generation. Or it could come from me, Aminatu. I am one of six change-making women featured in Eileen Fisher's Good Goes On campaign this spring. The campaign highlights women empowering women, the importance of sustainability, and the power of good design. Eileen started in 1984 with the idea that simple clothes can make life easier. And after spending a day on set wearing a super comfortable ultra chic jumpsuit, I think she's really on to something. As a company, Eileen Fisher believes doing well by doing good, and that's reflected in the way their clothes are made. Timeless styles and quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and a more positive impact on the world. It was a real honor to be featured in this campaign and meet the other women making a difference in their community. I've been a longtime Eileen Fisher fan, so this was a dream come true for me. You can visit EileenFisher.com and use the offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off of your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. And tell the people who Willie Parker is. Uh, Willie J. Parker is a man who made a transition that many of us thought was not possible, i.e. went from thinking that abortion should not be legal and that the state should do everything in its power to stop it to becoming a person who is pro-choice and wants to support people who want to make all kinds of decisions about their bodies. Basically, that's the headline. A really long headline. I love him so much. He's a board certified OBGYN who like provides abortion care. You know what I'm saying? And provides it in a place where not a lot of other people are providing it to. Um, Alabama, maybe? Yes, that's right. The other side has more people who are sort of like 
I'm going to do a 180 on how I feel about this issue. And I really enjoy his perspective. Also, he's very open about the fact that he is a religious person and like his views on religion are part of what informed his shift on this issue. He's so delightful. Like for me, at least like really challenges my general disposition to people who are super religious when they talk about these issues. And he really makes this point too about how like part of the problem with abortion and our entire society is because we really prize women's biology and like reproduction above all. It just creates this kind of impossible situation where like, yes, like if a woman's entire identity is tied into being a woman and being like a, uh, like is tied into being a child bearer and a child rearer, like you can't it like becomes immoral if you stop that in any way. So it's like contraception's a bad thing, abortion's a bad thing, and whatever. He doesn't buy that. And I think that he makes really smart points around it. At least for me, has really softened how I feel about like religious people <laughs> and their uh, and their stances around like issues like abortion and reproduction. Yeah. And he also, I mean, it's also very satisfying on kind of a philosophical level. I mean, in this New York Times interview from a few weeks ago, he was asked about what do you say to people who think that this is murder or that this is a life ending event? And he says, here's the thing. Life is a process, not an event. If I thought I was killing a person, I wouldn't do abortions. A fetus is not a person. It's a human entity. In the moral scheme of things, I don't hold the fetal life and the life of a woman equally. It's like, yes, mic drop. Thank you. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> so important. Totally. And I also like the point in that same interview that he makes about how being a descendant of a slave is you really understand like what ownership of your body means and oh, how yeah. that's so directly tied into like control of women's bodies and reproductive rights. And I was like, thank you for articulating that. Absolutely. I also love that in this interview, he says that he's single and ready to mingle. <laughs> like When he's like, I jokingly call myself the best kept secret in Alabama. I was like, somebody snap up Dr. Willie Parker. Like, I hope he is mingling so hard. I'm just like, <laughs> you are like, what a prize. Great idea. I don't know if you have noticed as of late, it seems like there is a pretty jaw dropping parade of terrible legislation in many states that has to do with choice and attacks on choice. So reading about him as like a bright spot was really important for me. I don't know about you. No, it's true. And especially like as somebody who is actually like a medical provider, you know, he's like not coming from this place of being a legislator or just being really emotional about it or whatever. It's like, no, this is like my life's work, which incidentally is the name of his book. (laughs) I just ordered it on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) life's work which is such a great take back the narrative he's like he's like my the name of my pro-choice book is called life's work that's right (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait i haven't been this excited about a book showing up like in a really long time choice is under attack like almost in every legislature in this country right now and like this is such a bright shining spot do you want to do a quick rundown of what some of the other (sighs) terrible jesus Let's go around the U.S. I think the first place that we're going to is Oklahoma. Yeah, a tour. A wild and wonderful tour of anti-choice legislation in the United States. (laughs) Anti-choice America. So Oklahoma, you know, I know people from Oklahoma and they're decent humans, but I also went to college at Texas, so I'm predisposed not to like Oklahoma. So I'm going to try to keep those feelings out of this. But like, this is really egregious, even for like a really, really conservative Republican government. So... There is a bill on the books in Oklahoma that um, basically 
would allow men to approve all abortions in the state. The reasoning is that like women are just hosts to the fetuses in their bodies. Oh my God. Can I read the quote? Yes, actually? please read the quote from this like idiot dummy. It says, but after you're irresponsible, then don't claim, well, I can just go and do this with another body when you're the host and you invited that in. Oh my God. Here's the thing. Yeah. Men in Oklahoma can decide on abortions if they can draw me a vagina diagram and like name two things on there. Oh my God. I'm, I don't, not just the vagina, the vulva, the uterus, like the entire, like the entire anatomy that enables a person to become pregnant. Like if they could do the whole diagram then I'm like, maybe we can start a conversation. Yeah. You know, the thing that's always so funny to me, whenever these conservative legislators always say that, yeah, like people are responsible and they're not ready for sex and blah, blah. blah. I'm like, yes, I completely agree. You are not ready for sex. You know nothing (laughs) about a woman's body. And I don't even know how your penis gets near a vagina, like in general. Like that is so shocking to me. Stop having sex with people who don't know how your body works. This is crazy. It's so, so completely crazy. And it's so insulting, right? It's like men are allowed to dictate like what you can do with your body. But if anything goes wrong, then you are some sort of like deviant, like bad person because you participated in having sex with them. Like this just makes no sense to me. There's essentially no way to win. And there are, must be said, there are people who are doing great work on the ground in Oklahoma to push back against this law and others. But it's one of those things too, where how do you get something like, positive coverage for all women in a state when you are like fighting back against things that are so absurd like this that are like so far outside the realm of reality and what should be even happening it's like they've defined the debate as so far away from just like a medical procedure that adult people should have access to totally and it's like you know there's a couple of like southern states like oklahoma and louisiana and even texas where all of these like anti-choice people know that they can push the envelope as much as they can. So every year, essentially, they introduce this like very, 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 very restrictive legislation to see how far they can take it with their governors and not get vetoed. It's like the Raptors testing the fence in Jurassic Park. It's terrible. And all it does, too, is like send really intimidating messages to the women in those states. And my fear is that like eventually they're going to start winning some of these legal actions. Unfortunately, like Republicans rule like state legislatures in the majority of states in this country. And so reproductive justice is really under fire. Do you want to skip and hop over to Texas where there is more news about anti-choice legislation and the pushback? Texas, shame. Let's go. So here's what's happening in Texas. There is what is unfortunately kind of a run of the mill anti-choice like bundle legislation that is saying we're going to make illegal some very safe procedures for second trimester abortions and then we're also going to do some stuff like prevent you from donating fetal tissue to science if you so choose just like classic chipping away stuff and when a ut student and intern with NARAL was testifying um, against this bill a state senator was basically like Your time is done. Your time is done. I want to remind you all, especially the doctors on this committee, that a vote for this bill puts women's lives on the line. I urge you all to stop playing with reproductive health care as if it's your own political puppet. And then dropped his gavel and shattered a glass table. (laughs) 
and then apparently repeated your time is done these people are like adult men when i read the story though i was like i understand that this is like you know him thinking he's running his committee debate on this legislation in like an orderly way i also see it as like a commentary on white men running hearings like this like no your time is done (laughs) your time is done and sort of like the grand the grand arc of history like you dude are like you know being rapidly replaced population wise so oh my god i don't know that happened okay let's head over to iowa where things are just as bleak There oh, my are, home uh, state. There are several bills right now that are aimed at restricting abortions. They like range from the ridiculous to the insanely ridiculous. One of them is a bill that would let women sue doctors after abortions because, yes, that's what happened. Women have like doctors pressure women into abortions and then they regret them and then the doctors should pay. That's how life works. There's also a bill right now to defund Planned Parenthood in Iowa specifically, and that's also garbage. Like the first bill is called like an emotional distress bill, which is so insulting on so many levels. I know. I get so angry at this. I mean, especially because I hate the idea that you are taking a reaction to what is for many women a difficult medical decision and like politicizing it. So if you are at all unhappy or distressed after your abortion, which like, guess what? You can feel that way and still be happy you made the choice you made. They're going to be like, it's a problem that you might want to sue your doctor for, like, and making it something that is not just you dealing with a choice that you made and the results. Right. And the truth is that like, there are not enough abortion care providers in this country. And all this bill is intended to do is intimidate anybody who is thinking about providing abortions. Right. And instead they hide behind this like sanctimonious nonsense. Yeah. It's just intimidation. Ugh. This is making me so sad, but it also like makes me really happy that all of these really awesome pro-choice advocates in Iowa are pushing back on all of them. People are awake and they're like constantly vigilant. They're not letting everybody be intimidated by this stuff. Right. And they are showing up. The news coverage of, I think in every one of these cases, also features not just one lone advocate for like the state NARAL affiliate showing up, but like, you know, the Texas story is like 50 women showed up to testify or like in Iowa, it's like dozens of people protested at the legislature. You know, it's like there's the pushback is also really real. Yeah, you know, and the thing too that drives me crazy about all of these stories is that Planned Parenthood is the, is always the enemy, right, to all of these people. But the truth is that, like, in trying to eliminate Planned Parenthood, that they do not have any other kind of alternative that is comparable or that works and that would provide, like, good health care for the women in their states. You hate abortion so much that you would let, like, women get subpar medical care all across the border because of it. That's insane. I don't know. I really want, I know this is like, this is a weird fantasy, maybe not that weird, but like the, like the women in the lives of these men who are proposing this legislation, if they all were like, real talk, here are the choices I've made about my body that you have not been aware of, would their minds be blown? I know these people who are proposing this have been personally affected in a positive way by a woman who has made a choice about her own body. Like, I know it. Oh, it's 100%. Impossible 100% that they but I think that yeah. the, the, the big problem with something like abortion that you run into is that a lot of women are unfortunately from these areas are okay with making that choice personally for themselves, mm-hmm. but they want to like in their mind, they're saving somebody else from having to make that decision, which is like highly hypocritical. 
and not okay but like that's what happens when you like mingle all of this weird like morality and religion into this stuff all of these people that talk about the smallest government possible like government is only big when it like (laughs) is supposed to be about women's bodies you know and it's so fucked up yeah it's like that classic like kind of protest slogan like a government so small it fits inside your uterus (laughs) (laughs) that's how small check the string every day make sure it's there (laughs) make sure your legislators are still up there firmly nestled yeah you know and it's just like i know that we've talked about this book before on this podcast pro by katha pollitt if you're somebody who has like a really hard time, like you're pro-choice, but like you don't know the talking points really, or you feel intimidated about like debating someone, like that book is great for that. I think the thing that it did for me was just like really lay bare how much like all of this is rooted in hypocrisy. Oh, because guess yeah. what? Like all sorts of women get abortions, like all sorts of women. It says nothing about your like moral choices or your values or your like nothing. And now it's become like politicized and like moralized and, you're a monster if you have had an abortion and you're a monster if you support women getting abortions and it's garbage. Look in the mirror, look at the women in your life. That's like what I always want to say to these people who are passing these laws. Right. It's like for any man, it's like a woman in your family has probably had an abortion. Like statistically, that's how that works. Yep. And they like don't talk about it for various reasons, but one of those reasons can be shame because of the way that you talk about abortions. Oh my God, completely. It's like the reason you don't know about it is because you've already decided it's terrible. Totally. you don't actually know. Ugh, personhood laws, garbage. (laughs) Trash. (laughs) Um, Can I hit you with the last stop on our anti-choice legislative tour? Uh, Which deplorable state are we going to now? We're traveling to Wyoming where this is going to be very brief, a set of kind of like, again, another like run of the mill, chipping away at abortion rights laws passed through a Senate committee, a state Senate committee. And you would expect that to be maybe like a labor health and social services committee or uh, something that has to do with the health care of humans. In fact, it was the Senate Agriculture, State and Public Lands and Water Resources Committee what? <laughs> that, that uh, voted to move forward with a bill to make fetal tissue donation a felony and a bill that would require women to listen to a fetal heartbeat before they could get an abortion. That passed through an agriculture committee. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Republicans don't believe in this stuff until one of them has a disease that requires stem cell research. And then, <laughs> and then, my God, where is all the fetal tissue? Outrage. It's like, yes, women are livestock. That's exactly how you should regulate this. It's a little too on the nose, but rhetorically <laughs> right? useful. It's just like, oh, you think women are cattle? Uh, <laughs> great talking point. Yeah. Like I say, the headline is the punchline. Like, we don't even need to say anything about it. <sighs> This is just like, a, I'm reading Hands, Handmaid's Tale for the first time. Whoa, really? Yeah, I had like never read The Handmaid's Tale. Um, tell- Are you doing okay? I would hate to be reading it for the first time right now. Yo, it's too heavy. But it's like all of this reminds me of like when June 
talks about like hoping that woman is carrying a baby, not an unbaby. You know that part? Oof, yeah. With, like a head, like a pin and snout like a pig. I'm just like, yep. They just got rid of the machines that let you know all of that stuff. So what's the point? Oh. Yeah, no. Hands Man's Tale is like really heavy. I didn't, it's like I knew, you know, it's like I knew all the feminist jokes about it. But like now that I know too much, it's really messing me up. I haven't read it in a few years for sure, but it might be time to go back if I can stomach it. That's right. Isn't Oprah in the movie or producing the movie? Because that's what, because I don't know. Because all of her Instagrams right now are in New Zealand with Mindy Kaling and whoever else is in that movie. Trying to get citizenship. <laughs> She's a prepper. Oprah, Reese Witherspoon, and Mindy Kaling. It has to be another, it has to be another one of those books. Another one of those feminist dystopian <laughs> yeah, books. Feminist dystopian <laughs> books. That's all. That's all they film in New Zealand. Oh, never mind. That's a wrinkle in time. <laughs> oh my god! Like d- throw out this entire Google. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrinkle in time. Elizabeth Moss is in The Handmaid's Tale. Elizabeth, I wish she wasn't a Scientologist, Moss. <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> Are you reading anything fun? Well, I'm reading a friend's book that is not out yet. And it's like, so I can give her notes. So I can't, like, I'm, so I am. In, Look at you, hipster book reader. <laughs> Ooh, give us clues. Is it a self-help book? Is it a fiction? It is nonfiction. Okay. And I think it'll be, you know what, we should, we should maybe, we should maybe talk to her about it when it is out. But it is very much relevant to our earlier conversation about sex and it's kind of just it's it is it is your friend margaret atwood oh my god can you imagine (laughs) if i was like i'm reading something in advance for my friend um my friend maggie but i know what fiction i'm reading next i'm finally going to read the sympathizer which i haven't read yet have you read it no what's the sympathizer by viet than nguyen it's basically like kind of a thriller vibe but is also about the experience of being a refugee and about identity and um, has won lots of important prizes, including the Pulitzer Prize last year, a big important book of fiction. And I'm like, I'm, I feel like normally it takes me five years to read a book that is like an acclaimed <laughs> book. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like ahead of my acclaimed book schedule with this one. So that's what I'm reading next. But I haven't started. It I yet. was around all these people that were talking about that new George Saunders book, um, Lincoln and the Bardo. And I swear to God, mm-hmm. I thought it was a Migos song. I was like, there is <laughs> no way this is not a rap song. And they like, wouldn't shut up about Lincoln in the Bardo. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, finally, finally, the New York Times came and I was like, oh, look, George Saunders has a book that's named after a rap song. Oh my God. The other thing that I'm reading right now that's really good though is Morgan Parker's book of poetry. Oh, I've heard it's so good. It's so good. There are more beautiful things than Beyonce. Like the poems are delightful. And Morgan is like a hilarious, amazing human being. So like you should do something nice for yourself and pick that up. I love that. Also, I always feel like buying poetry is doing something nice for myself. It really is. I like don't read enough poetry, but I like good poets. Like Morgan's a good poet. So it worked out. Oh, that's great. CYG Book Club. CYG Book Club forever. You should tell us what you are reading uh, with the hashtag CYG Book Club. Great idea. That's right. (laughs) Tell us on Instagram or on Twitter. (laughs) 
It's true. We are both places. And I confess, though, Golden Girls was just added to Hulu. And I feel like that's going to be eating into my reading time. (laughs) Um, I find it so comforting. It's like one of those things that is a pop culture thing that like holds up that I love, but that I also like grew up watching with my grandma. I don't know. There are very few things that that check that box. Yeah, I'm excited about revisiting that. I'm like saving it for like the next time I have a cold or something. Oh my God, did you see this article about someone has opened a Golden Girls-themed cafe in Manhattan? Every line in the thing is amazing. And the article is amazing. (laughs) I mean, from what I can tell, it's kind of like a hard rock cafe, only with like house gowns as the the, the stuff that's there. AKA heaven. (laughs) Also, wow, the words hard rock cafe. Did not expect to encounter that ever. I don't know. Next time I'm in New York, we have to go. We'll go. We'll go have a milkshake or something crazy. Absolutely. They've got the like that, like lots of shit on the walls restaurant vibe. But, like <laughs> only things, things I care about, not like vintage sports pennants, but like headshots of the women who are in that show. Oh, just, I like, thought yes. you were talking about the Hard Rock Cafe. You mean? No. Oh, my God. No, I don't want to go to the Hard Rock you Cafe. The Colton Cross Cafe. Got it. In the Golden Girls Cafe, which is called the Rue La Rue Cafe. I love it. I was just like, wow, Anne wants to do a weird thing. Sure, I'll be there. I'll like, oh go with God. you. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Speaking of like dumb guitars and like dumb people i am ready to excommunicate bono from everything not that he was ever included in anything good but like this is the one thing of news that i saw that like really drove me crazy this week what did he do he was like praising mike pence for his hiv work (gasps) and i was just like bono you know the reason that aids and hiv went through the roof in indiana is because of mike pence so he can't take credit for fixing it Oh my! And God. then here's the other problem. Mike Pence in his victory lap of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fixed our HIV AIDS situation down here. You know how he did that, Anne? Obamacare. That's how he did it. And I was like, <laughs> you do not get to use Obamacare to do anything good. What a snake. Ugh, Mike Pence, he's the worst. Oh my God. In one of the pictures that um, Cheeto posted the other day, his pants had too many pleats. And I was just like, how can you represent us abroad, like looking like a fool? I am pretty fond personally of pants with too many pleats. But then again, I'm not a foreign dignitary. So Six pleats, none the richer. That's what happened. <laughs> I was so upset. Also, you know that his wife, second lady of the United States, Karen Pence, and owner of That's My Charm Towel Charm Company. <laughs> the Towel Charm Impresario, Towel Charm Impresario, Karen Pence. The erstwhile Towel Charm Impresario, Karen Pence. Her cause is going to be art therapy. Wait, really? How is she going to have art therapy as a cause when your goddamn husband is and his boss are shutting down the NEA? You tell me. Also, ways people have of accessing health care, which like can include mental health care. These, like, these people are just out here to make me angry. I need to check in with the art therapists in my life and see if they've heard about this because, wow. Yo, I bet you Karen Pence is like a very interesting lady. <sighs> In the, like, basket of deplorables of, like, government people right now. If we were living in, like, normal times, I would be down to, like, be excited about her. 
because I, f- you know, I feel like she drinks maybe a little bit too much wine, but like won't talk about it. That's how you get to, to become the owner of a towel charm business. Totally. Too much wine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, like she drinks wine, but she can't tell Mikey about it. Because really, she's in the wine charm business, but they have to call them towel charms. Like, that's ridiculous. The whole, like, party on Saturday, pray on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Party while your husband's away in D.C. legislating. Like, (laughs) that's what she's about. Party while your husband's legislating other people's bodies. That vibe. (laughs) Totally. But, you know, like, unfortunately, like, we are living in extraordinary times right now. So I don't have time to be charmed by this. Towel charm. Towel charm. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, art therapy. What the fuck do you know about art therapy? Leave us alone. Uh, All right. Uh, Okay. I'm angry again. Okay. What do you, do you want to talk about the vagina Fitbit? There is a vagina Fitbit. Yes. So let me tell you about the vagina Fitbit. Obviously I read about it by clicking through on the goop newsletter <laughs> you know is maybe i forget we did not cover like the minor controversy that was goop hawking jade eggs to put in your vagina to essentially like make your kegels all the more powerful did we talk about no that? we didn't talk about it but you want to know the thing that was crazy is that literally the same week that that goop came out it was featured on real housewives of atlanta and I, like, couldn't handle it. I don't think this is something I want to add to my workout regimen. They have something called vaginal weightlifting. So someone in marketing for, like, Jade Kegel eggs is doing their job. Listen, everybody in marketing over there is doing their job. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I made a joke. to. I was, like, I was, like, as you do, like, in a bar with someone. And we were, like, talking about the, like, minor controversy that was, like, should you put a jade egg sold by Gwyneth Paltrow into your vagina to, like, help you with your pelvic floor exercises as you do? And I was, like, you know, like, I just, I, I wouldn't do it unless it was, like, a f- gamified Fitbit style so I could look at a watch and see how many squeezes I've done this that day. And it was, like, kind of, oh, God. it was, like, a dumb joke. And then she sent me a link to the fact that such a product exists. It is also sold by Goop. It is $200 and it's like a little egg that you insert into yourself as you would a tampon and squeeze to strengthen your pelvic floor. Okay, I have a question. How do you not lose it? I don't, I mean, look, I'm not looking at like the most intricate of diagrams. I'm looking at like, it it appears to be like egg shaped with kind of like a clip folded up around the back. (laughs) $200 is also like the cheapest thing on goop.com. This is amazing. Yeah, it is called not a Kegel egg, not a vagina Fitbit. It's called a pelvic floor exercise tracker. I hope you buy vagina Fitbit like yesterday. <laughs> Trademark it. Trademark it. Yeah. The jade egg was only $66 for like for the same <laughs> or like or like the rose quartz even cheaper. Oh my god, sorry. I'm like selling the wrong thing. They're sold out. All of the all of the other ones are sold out. Listen, they were adamant about it on Atlanta Housewives. Maybe this is a dumb question. So, why can't you just do regular kegels? I mean, listen, good question, right? Why can't you just you know, buy a jar of coconut oil at the natural grocery store. Why do you need to buy it? Like from Goop either. I mean, like this is not what this website is here for, right? The ones that like came up in the conversation originally, like the Jade and Quartz ones, apparently are like hawking, selling the healing power of like crystals and like energy work 
and also giving you better vaginal muscle tone. So it's basically like, you know how, like whenever I think about some of like the, the health promises of things on like goop or like whole foods, like beauty aisle products, I'm like, this is where we're no better than creationists. Like where like, the, <laughs> the snake eats its own tail where it's like, yeah, put this jade egg in your vagina and you'll, you'll increase your feminine. And it could totally inc- includes the phrase feminine energy. I'm like, no. It's true. If you read the phrase feminine energy anywhere, you should just close the computer and walk away. I did. I read that word and closed the browser. But this one, anyway, but the other, this one is like making sure you're doing enough squeezes. Like, okay, let's see. What does this say? Yeah, the other one is like tracking your squeezes. Like that, that's weirdly respectable. Like if you can't count yourself. Oh my God. So a friend of mine who recently had a kid has like a sticker on her dashboard with just a K on it. So she remembers to do her Kegels while she's sitting in traffic. (laughs) Like that is a very low tech answer to this problem. Just like put a K on your dashboard. (laughs) It's not like you need a $200. You should just sell that post-it. Oh my God, completely. Don't spend $100 buying a vagina Fitbit. Chisel the K into rose quartz and put it on your dashboard. Oh my God. (sighs) This is the part, you know, where like we've ranted about this before. It's like women who sell other women shit that they don't need, but like hide it behind this like weird empowerment stuff. It's so gross. Um, But tell me, like out of curiosity, would you would you test run something like this? Or are you like, you know, get it away from me? Wait, what? A jade egg or a vagina Fitbit? Either, either. Answer as you see fit. (laughs) Literally never. Like there's not enough money in the world. (laughs) okay fair enough that's like not that's not an endorsement i'm about yeah it's just so funny to me that like there's a very expensive item for that yeah you know the thing that like always drives me crazy too is i'm just like imagine if you channeled all the dumb energy that you were putting into this and like dumb brain power that you're putting into this into like something that was actually worthwhile my god you could probably solve cancer oh my god amina they're also selling a gold shower head i just saw it (laughs) They're selling a lot of really weird stuff. The Valentine's Day gifts on Goop were hilarious. Like one of them was just like a like a Fendi uh, flashlight. <laughs> just like that was it. I was like, what are you like? No, that's real. It's to look for your um, jade egg when you lose it. <laughs> you can only search for it with a Fendi flashlight. <laughs> I weirdly do take comfort. It's like, it's one of those things where feeling kind of like annoyed or outraged about something so low stakes, like what are rich people selling to other rich people, like is, is weirdly like a source of like safe haven to me in these troubled times. You know, like it's not that I disagree, but I actually don't think that it is low stakes. I think that it's actually like takes up a lot of space and also like the way that it's sold to people. I would be okay with it if somebody was like, hi, here's all the dumb shit I care about. Like, buy this, you know, and was like, wasn't sanctimonious about how they're like trying to change your life or make your marriage better or like provide you with like feminine energy or whatever. I was like, this is all lies. Just like shut the fuck up and say that you have too much money and you want to buy dumb shit. And I would like respect that. Yeah. I mean, it's like watching reality TV. Like we do it because it's like dumb and we want to turn like we want to turn our brains off. Like there's nothing like redeeming about that kind of programming. It's one of those things too where in a weird way after hating on all these legislators who are passing anti-choice laws and like getting so mad at the federal government, it's like weirdly being like okay, there are total wackadoos on like our nominal <laughs> side as well. Like I'm just there like are, I don't know, you know like, how I, you know that there's wackadoos on our side. It's like all you need to know is like read about genetically modified foods. Like that's our climate denial. 
Oh my god! Yeah, it's true. And then and then also the snake eats its own tail at like some of like <laughs> the 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 anti vaxxers as well. Like there's like a whole there's like a like a weird subset of like not in my backyard slash on my children's dinner plate like like totally who, totally. Yeah. And all these people have the same thing in common. They're all fucking hypocrites and liars. I'm like that's where the Venn diagram meets. <laughs> Uh, they're all crazy yeah. yeah no it's like if you want to know like the crazy people of the left it's like genetically modified foods like people just are it's it really is our climate denial like people are crazy it's true but, w- um, but what are you gonna do i look forward to all the emails we're gonna get <laughs> about how terrible genetically modified yo foods really i grew are. up in belgium i am the number one booster of genetically modified foods like you cannot <laughs> tell me nothing Wait, what is the deal with genetically modified foods in Belgium? We love them. They're totally fine. Oh. They're in the grocery store everywhere. Did not know that. Totally okay. All right. Like it's like it's like the organic thing. food of Belgium. Like people are just like, "Oh, healthy, great, awesome." <laughs> Modified to have way more nutrients. Totally. It's Excellent. like when I moved to the states and I was like, "What are all these crazy liberals talking about? Like this is the best solution." Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait till like the Monsanto people and the genetically modified people start emailing us. That's going to be the best. <laughs> Please, wait. if you have something can't to say wait. about genetically modified foods, keep it to yourself. Like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then once we hear from Big Kegel Egg, the PR <laughs> machine. <laughs> I bet you like if anything's going to sink this podcast, it's probably Big <laughs> Kegel Egg. <laughs> like, once they take a hit out on us, like it's done. No more call your girlfriend. Uh, they're going to mess up your credit and they're like going to take everything we have. They're going to tell the assassins that it's just for a reality TV show about <laughs> women who try yeah, high-end it's weird like, lifestyle products. Anna and Amina were at the pool in Palm Springs and two ladies in LOL t-shirts mace them. <laughs> it's over. Okay, let's be real. If you and I were by a pool in Palm Springs, we'd probably be like very stoned and have a cocktail in hand. And if two ladies with LOL shirts came up to us, we'd be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Mason before you get maced. Um, this is what I will say though, is that like the latest goop uh <laughs> cookbook is amazing. I sent you the recipe for like lemon tea, you know, or no, sorry, it was oh called Italian tea and it's literally just lemon water. <laughs> okay, but let me tell you something that I did not reply to on that email thread because I forgot and it got buried, which is that it actually improved my like like hot lemon water like <laughs> technique and and it's more delicious now. Like the whole like focus on the peel. Don't put the whole wedge in. Just squeeze it and put the peel in. Was revolutionary. No, listen. It's I, so much like, better. I'm not hating on that. That shit is real. People t- want to talk shit about goop all the time. But you know what? We learn shit all the time. Also, like I, <laughs> I am on the record as being like a Gwyneth Paltrow like apologist and like really support everything she does. <laughs> but like goop is amazing. I know. But I love that recipe because it's so precise. And the other thing is that, like, you can tell that she's, like, getting really lax with her eating because there's definitely, like, four recipes for avocado toast, and they're all called something different. And I'm like, this is literally bread and avocado, like, another variation. What's going on here? Not a bad diet. I mean, you have some good fats in there. You've got some carbs to keep you going. Yeah, and then you you drink your lemon water with that. It's, like, best day ever. Oh, my God. All right. This is the best. Okay, now I'm going to go look to see what's in the goop store. Can't wait favorite pastime send me all the relevant links you find here's what i will tell you about the goop store the customer service is incredibly nice like whoever if you listen to this podcast and you work in customer service at goop thank you for all your hard work (laughs) those people have like solved a lot of my problems they probably got on the phone with a lot of people and explained exactly how to insert the jade egg let's be real (laughs) probably doing the lord's work (laughs) 
You can find us many places on the internet on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. Download it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast or on iTunes, where we would love it if you left us a review. You can tweet at us at callyrgf or email us callyrgf at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook or on Instagram at callyrgf. You can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. This podcast is produced by Gina Delvac. See you on the internet, boo-boo. See you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs>